Merry Christmas, everyone, from the Lost in Possession podcast. Today, we bring you the gift of FPL tips and tricks for the big wild card just before Boxing Day fixtures. Without further ado, roll that intro. So, welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first. Merry Christmas, everyone. Please make sure you are in the, the the Christmas spirit and you make sure to like, comment and subscribe to our channel for weekly football content and FPL tips and tricks all throughout the season. Um, let's get things going. Obviously, we've got the, the World Cup, the World Cup wild card, I should say, um, where we've got unlimited transfers for obviously the game week ahead. So we're going to go through this episode, all our tips and tricks. We're going to show you our teams and give you as much insight as we possibly can. So, Jamie, let's get those teams up on the screen, and we'll begin with you. Talk us through your team. Um, I'll start off with my two goalies. Um, I've got Gaeta from Palace and Ward at Leicester. Um, Ward, I think, is the fairly obvious one. He's 4.0 and is the playing keeper, so... There's no reason for me to get him out. Um, he was in quite good form just before up to the World Cup, despite a very disastrous start for Leicester. Um, Gaeta, I've looked at the fixtures and I think Leicester's fixtures and Palace fixtures just kind of work quite well. So like for this sort of first Boxing Day game week, Goethe's at home to Fulham, where Leicester are playing uh, Newcastle at home. So I just feel like the fixtures work quite well. Really, I was going for only 4.5 keeper, and that's kind of where I was. I've seen quite a lot of people go for Kepa for Chelsea because they've got very good fixtures, but I just don't, I'm not 100% he's going to start, and that will just annoy me because I don't want to waste a transfer on a goalie. I'm normally happy to sort of set and forget. And the fact that I've got two playing goalies just helps helps with that rather than having my, my more expensive goalie might not be playing um, moving on to defence I've got Dallow Cancelo, Trippier White and Nico Williams um, Nico Williams will be pretty much on the bench 95% of the time he's just very cheap at 4 million and plays a bit unfortunately Aurea has come in and Made it a bit, bit minutes go down a bit, but he did start playing a few games, and Oriol was still on the was on the pitch as well, so he could still get it. But at four point I'm happy for him to just get a one pointer here and there. Well, just quickly, um, I'll, I'll yeah. throw you a curveball on the on the four mil defender. So possibly a little a little tip for everyone. So there's a guy called Bueno uh, who plays for Wolves, and he's actually in at three point nine million. So. I'm I'm told from 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 sources that he did very well in a recent friendly for them, um, and there is actually a chance he'll be getting some minutes. So that might be one for the viewers to to kind of have a look into. Bueno, B U E N O, B U B yeah B U E N O. I believe the spelling plays for Wolves, uh, and three point nine mil. Yeah, three point nine. Yeah, got ten points so far this season. Fixtures aren't awful actually. Not the best fixtures, probably it might be better to aim for them towards 
after game week 22 when they play City and Liverpool. But yeah, like 3.9, if he if he is starting, then yeah, like he could definitely be a better option than Williams. I've kind of just left him there because he was in my team already. They're making the transfer, but yeah, definitely someone to consider. Um, to the rest of my defence, Dallow at United. I think United have got some quite nice fixtures and Dallow has been doing quite well at um, getting bonus points. If United get a clean sheet, he's normally coming up with like a two or three bonus pointer. So with nice fixtures coming up, I feel like he could be doing quite well in points. And he's actually fairly cheap at 4.8 million. Uh, next is Cancelo. I think this one's fairly obvious. He's very expensive, but he gets a lot of points. City get a lot of clean sheets. I think it's fairly standard. Trippier, also someone who's been burning me constantly for the past sort of five or six game weeks. Um, I wanted him in sooner, but it kind of, I've now just given into the peer pressure and got him in. You'll get no points now in, in true fantasy uh fantasy yeah. fashion. Yeah, for, I'll bring him in and he'll do nothing. And then White, um, I think Arsenal are going to still continue to do well. I don't possibly think they're going to do as well as they've been doing. Um, but I still think they'll pick up good clean sheets and White being the cheaper of the kind of... It's out of the sort of Gabriel, Saliba and White... They're the three who are always going to start and why it's the cheapest. So I've kind of gone in that direction. And that's kind of where I've gone in defence. Um, any sort of points that you two want to raise on my defence at the moment? I'm personally still not a big fan of Dallow. Um, I, he has, to be fair, in fantasy terms, he has actually done a right. I just don't rate him in the same way I rate your other defenders. Doesn't really get forward, in my opinion. Cancelo, Trippier, Wyatt, probably all better options. We'll, we'll clearly go forward more is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. I just think he gets bonus points. Sometimes I don't understand the bonus point system. Sometimes I do. And he just seems to be always up there. So at 4.8 million, I think he'd actually be a great person to have in your team, especially with United's fixtures of what Forest, Wolves, but Bournemouth. M3. Then you've got City and Arsenal. But then it's Palace, Leeds, Leicester, Brentford. They're kind of... He's expected to get a fair amount of points, really, from them I think, games. to be fair, we're in agreement. I think, click on, click on my defence quickly. I'm pretty sure we've got three out of the same... Three out of the same starting four, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a good base to work from. Um, obviously, we'll go through my team after, but... Yeah, Trent, bit of a different option. Obviously, more of my, I guess, more of your money's in your midfield with Salah. But I don't know, Trent. Well, I've I've seen he's now got an illness, which uh, I might have to reconsider. But yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, not far different. Um, into my midfield. This one I've been wanting to spend my money because I want two players in it, and that's De Bruyne and Salah. Got them both in. And I just think you're like they're gonna score big points and they're gonna be worth the money. Whereas sort of Salah hasn't been performing that well, but he has actually still got a fair amount of points. 
And I feel like he's had a break over the World Cup. Scored against City last night. I feel like his form will be better in the latter half of the season. And from previous seasons, he's always been great to have in fantasy. Uh, De Bruyne, um, I think, once again, from last night's game against Liverpool, two assists. He delivered about four or five fantastic balls that on different days, all four or five could have gone in. There were sort of, some of them were just that good. Um, and I just feel like he's going to come back with a much sort of, I don't know, like, like he's kind of got like a point to prove after the disappointing World Cup. And feeding Haaland, I just feel like it's going to keep keep going for him. Um, in the the rest of my midfield, I've got Martinelli. If I've had him from the start, um, I'm completely happy to get have him in because he's gone up so much in price. So I could I could sell him for six point four million, but he's actually at six point eight. It's gone up that that much difference. So if I sell him, I'm realistically I don't really want to buy him back at such a loss. So I'm happy just to keep him in and let him tick over unless he gets injured. He probably will stay on my team. For the foreseeable, I think yeah. just on that note, maybe it's a bit unfair, but I think on fantasy they should have a rule where if you if you buy a player in cheap, they go up in value. You should be able to use that profit and almost have it as a bit of a trade in. Like if you get in a player early that no one else is backing, they hit a load of form. You almost deserve to then be able to sell them for higher and make a profit and well, kind of benefit. The team value comes in, but. It's more if you sell him, then rebuy him. That's where you lose the money. After, yeah. but I get your point. But I feel like that would make fantasy a lot more complicated than <laughs> it already is at times. <laughs> um, next I've got McAllister. He was someone sort of fairly, sort of fairly cheap at five point four million. He had quite a good World Cup, you know, become, <laughs> becoming a World Cup winner. So congratulations to him. But. I feel like Brighton will do well attacking-wise. Not that great defensively, really. So I'm happy with him getting forward and hopefully coming up with maybe some goals and assists. He might, he might be a bit tired, though, McAllister, if you've been following his Instagram comments. Well, he might be a bit yeah. knackered by the time he returns. Yeah, won't say any more on that, but if you, if you know, you know. Slightly inappropriate Um Comments and um, I believe likes as well. <laughs> it, yeah, if you know, you know. I think has to be the word to say. <laughs> um, yeah. So to be fair, that's also a consideration. He might be, he might li- might not be in it until he actually comes back because he might not be ready for the Boxing Day games. So yeah, he it's new Oh, okay, yeah. So really, he's probably one I'll look to get rid of. I've got 0.5 in the bank or something around that lines. This app isn't directly accurate on the price on the bank. But yeah, so he'll be someone someone that's probably on the edge of leaving my team by the time Boxing Day comes around. And then finally, I've got Andreas at Fulham. 4.5, plays every game take some free kicks. I think he takes maybe some of the corners at times. He's fine just to sort of be on my bench. And then if someone's injured or someone doesn't play, he'll come in. And I've got absolutely no problem with that. That's kind of the way I see my last midfielder. 
Um, and then finally, my attack, I've got the main man, Haaland. I just don't see how you can have a team without him. He started scoring. He took him, what, nine minutes against Liverpool. Um, so it's not not bad, even though he's been off for the World Cup. And then I've got Wilson, because I think Newcastle have been doing very well, and I do see that, that continuing. And... Wilson's sort of goal scoring record when he's fit is really good. It's just the worry of him getting injured again. And then finally, I've got Greenwood who for Leeds who will play a few minutes here or there. He won't get on either. But that's kind of my team. What's have you got any sort of concerns that you think for me or? Um... No concerns. I think it's solid. Like Ben White, for example, he's not going to get you assists, he's not going to get you goals, but he's probably going to get you a man of a match performance. Um, I was a bit sceptical with probably De Bruyne at first because I thought he had such a terrible, terrible World Cup. Is his form going to continue? But he got two assists last night. So the answer to that is no. But we'll find out against Leeds, who obviously are going to probably be quite resilient. Um, Martinelli is an interesting choice as well, even though... I expect Arsenal's form to dip slightly. Um, without Gabriel Jesus up front, there's going to be more emphasis on Saka and Martinelli to probably provide them with something. So your best bet is, yeah, he's he's probably going to get you a goal or two. So, yeah, very interesting, very interesting choices. I think you're reliant on City as well. Obviously, we know, we know City are going to do well, but De Bruyne and Haaland, it's like if, if you have one bad game, you, you're getting no points almost. I think that's a bit of a risk potentially. Um, but I guess if there's any any team you want to do it for, it is probably Man City at the minute. Um, I think no Spurs. You've had a loyalty to Kane. I think I did from the start, I did, but I don't know how he's gonna come back from the World Cup after the penalty miss. And that's a concern. But I think I think the exact same point applies with De Bruyne. De Bruyne, you know, let his country down, everyone was on his back. I think Kane's going to do exactly the same, come back with a bang. I don't think this yeah, is going to be the end of Kane's career. Well like. do, but obviously, I've kind of got the hindsight of De Bruyne playing Liverpool last night. Yeah, a bit of a preview, I guess. Yeah. So I've, already got, I've got that solid evidence of going, he's doing it. Like, for City, yeah. he, for City, he's doing it. So that's where it is. And to be honest, it would probably be... I don't think I'd want to get rid of De Bruyne if I was going to get Kane back, it probably would be edging towards Salah. And I feel like he's going to come back. He's going to start the second half of this season well. So it's kind of... yeah. I try to think three top, top players in and I think Kane just had to go. Yeah. No, so so it's, I was it's an interesting point. I was going to say, like, you know, do you, would you recommend people if people have had a terrible World Cup, recommend choosing them. But I suppose it is their mentality, isn't it, to bounce back. De Bruyne has already bounced back. I would probably argue that Kane will bounce back. I mean, they play Brentford in the lunchtime kickoff. Yep. It's a perfect chance for him to to bounce back. You'll have an idea, of course, how that goes. But yeah, it's interesting to see because it is hard to weigh that up. What types of players have that in them to come back from a disappointing World Cup? And I think there's quite a few that probably would um, thrive. And then they'll be, especially in a team like Man City, you know, De Bruyne is going to probably bounce back. Okay. But if you've got a team where a lot of them feel a bit low, you know, they've had terrible performances, terrible 
terrible World Cup in general, it might affect the overall flow of the team. So probably do just keep that in mind. Yeah, and to be fair, I just was thinking about it. If you don't want to spend all your money on De Bruyne, I actually think Mares will now become a great option because he's had the World Cup off as well. And he scored, obviously, a brilliant goal last night. But I feel like there's not too much competition on the right-hand side unless Pep just sort of will put Foden out there or Grealish. I don't really see it happening too much. I feel like he's going to want Mares to keep starting. So I feel like he's the one who's going to sort of, if you want to downgrade De Bruyne to bring someone else in, that's probably the way I'd go if you're still going with sort of the City midfielder. But I feel like, yeah, that's probably enough of my team. Let's move on to Jordan's team now. So, yeah, kicking off things, obviously, Ward, 4.0 mil. Um, and then Pope is my main keeper at the minute. Now, I I kind of weighed up and I've debated whether or not just to stick with Ward and have a sort of extra one mil, because I think Pope's five mil bang on, Ward's four mil. As it stands, I'm going to stick with Pope. Um, not the best fixtures for Newcastle. I wouldn't say they're easy, but they've, they've shown that defensive resilience, as you can see on the screen. Yeah, uh, you know, not... You know, yeah, a, a mix of games, a mix of games. You wouldn't say they're all hard. You wouldn't say they're all easy. Um, but I do think they're more than capable with, with Newcastle's defensive record this season. I think they're capable of, of, of keeping a few clean sheets in that. So probably stick with Pope for now. Um, my defence, as discussed, is obviously got the core that you had, Jamie. So Cancelo, we all know he's world-class. Trippier been solid. And why I agree. I think Arsenal's form will, will probably continue. Um, and then my my other ones, obviously, Nico Williams, again, just a cheap option who who plays. As I said, if I need an extra 0.1 mil, I might actually end up swapping him out with Breno. Um, and then finally, Trent for Liverpool. Obviously, didn't play World Cup, so he's fresh. I think he'll bounce back. I think Liverpool's form will 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 see a bit of an improvement from, from what they've done early in the season. Um, the only concern, literally, I, I realised today, is that Trent is a bit of an illness risk for the for the first fixture. So he's got a 75% chance of playing. Um, so I'll obviously do a bit more research into that. If I don't think he's going to play, I'll probably then turn my attentions to to Reese James, potentially. Um, again, could argue that's a risk because he's coming back to fitness. Um, but he did play did play the other day in a friendly. So, you know, minute, minutes are under the belt. Have you not um, considered Robertson? Just because Liverpool, if you, it depends if you're targeting Liverpool or you're just targeting Trent. That's kind of honest, the way. Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I've not actually considered Robertson. Um, it was more Trent or, or Reese James for me because yeah. I kind of had them early in the season. I, I still believe in both of them. Um, that being said, I think that's actually a good shout because both, yeah, if both of them are the risk for the first game because this is why I don't have Reese James in mind because. I don't know if he's going to play. Maybe I'll wait for him to have one or two games, then decide to bring him, bring in Reese James. But yeah, I think it could be the option. For... Yeah, that's quite a good shot actually. Um, and just in terms of, I've not gone from at the minute. One other option I I was considering was as a cheap option in defence was, was Patterson for Everton. Um, he obviously again Everton mixed fixture list, um, but he's four mil, and he's played the full 90 minutes in, in Everton's two friendlies recently. Um, so actually, 
you know, I might, I might go completely rogue and just <laughs> swap Trent out for Patterson, get an extra few million maybe in the midfield. Um, but yeah, that's that's another option worth worth mentioning. Um, in terms of my midfields, I've gone for more of a mid-range midfield um, to allow a bit more firepower up front. Um, Rashford, excellent World Cup form, phenomenal goal against Burnley the other day. He's going to be the main man at United for me. Absolutely no questions over Rashford. I think he's he, he's like having a striker, in my opinion. I think he's going to get goals. He's going to get assists. So he's one of my favourite picks for this kind of this week. Um, Mason Mount as well. Similar story. Well, similar story in the sense that the probably maybe a point to prove, I think. Um, obviously, a lot of negativity around the fact he was dropped for England, although it was more defense. Uh, sorry, it was more tactical. Um, I think he's faced a lot more criticism than than he's used to. There seems to be, as as we've joked about many times, a bit of a sort of anti-mount narrative going on. So I think he's going to be one of those players who is going to get his head down. Bit of a point to prove. Um, and yeah, he, he's always involved in Chelsea's attack. And again, we've we've not got a bad fixture list um, with a double game week in, in there as well. So I'm confident in Mount. Um, similar, similar with Odegaard. Again, world class this season for Arsenal. He, he's been the stat, in my opinion, one of the standout players in that team. Goals, shots, assists constantly. Um, so I, I'm I'm actually very confident in that midfield as a, as a sort of mid tier, mid price tier. Um, and then my backup is um, McAllister. Sorry, as in my two other midfielders, McAllister and Gordon. McAllister, Jamie, you covered. I, although he's not going to play to the third, I might just keep him in because I think what will happen is as soon as he, for that third of Jan game week, everyone's just going to pile in getting him. He's had so much height, obviously won the World Cup. So I think his price will actually go up. So I'm going to probably keep him on my bench now, just knowing that I can bring him in later. Um, and then Gordon, I think Gordon's 5.3 mil. Again, very, very cheap. He's even played up front a few times. Looking at those fixtures, I mean, again, not, not the best fixtures. But as a 5.3 million midfielder, he's probably not going to... I'm not saying he's going to start every game. So again, I, I personally, I think he's a good backup option. Any any disagreements with the midfield from you two? Gordon would probably be my one to sort of be concerned about. Um, like we've got Everton's fixtures there of Wolves at home, which isn't a bad one, but then City away, Brighton at home, Southampton at home, West Ham away, and Arsenal at home. They're not the greatest fixtures. Um, I just don't. I understand he's fairly cheap price point. I just feel like possibly you could either, if you if you are going to downgrade sort of Trent's price, that's probably where I'd put my money into. Um, I just don't. Everton aren't the greatest of attacking teams. Um, so it's really ones where I'm just not excited by Gordon, just because I'm not excited by Everton. Yeah, fair. That. We we play them New Year's Eve and we're probably going they're probably going. No, yeah, it looks a solid team to me. I mean, I'm sort of the opposite with Gordon. I think Gordon, them teams there, you know, Brighton Wolves, I think he's more than capable of at least getting one goal, one or two goals, maybe an assist. So I think he's quite a smart bet for the price. Yeah, I think as well, to you to your point, Jamie, I think 
maybe if I did go Trent, get rid of Trent and, and put that money in midfield, I could then just go, you know, three, four, three. Um, so that's definitely one, yeah, definitely one to consider. Um, and then, yeah, finally for the strikers, Haaland, I think you're, you're pretty mad if you're not including Haaland. Like you just, that, that 11% or people who, who haven't picked him are probably the ones who don't change their team. <laughs> um, and then for me, as I said, so so the kind of mid-tier midfield strategy for me was in order to allow this firepower up front. Harry Kane covered him already. I think he'll bounce back. Fixtures are okay. And and also he, he's capable of scoring, you know, in the big big games anyway. So happy with both of them, Harlan and Kane up front. And Mitrovic as well. Again, needs no introduction. Good all season. Good at the World Cup. I don't see that stopping. Um, and I think that 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 front three is is a serious front three. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm quietly once I've decided what I'm doing with Trent, I, I'm quietly confident. Cool. Um, so quick question for me then. You mentioned uh, Bueno at Wolves, um, who seems to be getting a bit of hype. Um, do you recommend to players then to have a consideration for a team like Wolves or? you know, teams with sort of relatively new managers perhaps pick their players because obviously you get the manager bounce and with Lopetegui quite known for being quite defensively minded, um, you know, do you recommend going down that sort of line? Or... Well, I, I'd say, I'd say the good thing with a new manager is that your players like Bueno for 3.9 mil, who maybe previously under a new uh, old manager would have had no consideration, could now end up working their way into the team and actually becoming good value. And if, you know, let, let's say Bueno starts the next two games, suddenly his price will go up to maybe 4, 4.1 and everyone will start transferring him in as the new sort of, of Nico Williams. Um, so I do think the more and more I'm saying it, the more I'm thinking of just scrapping scrapping Trent, putting in Bueno and just going heavy in the midfield. Um, just I kind quick... of think the opposite just to what you were saying there, George, because I'm thinking new manager, he won't know what his best team is. So we'll chop and change a bit. So that, like you could say, you could have Bueno for the next two games and then just go, you know what? I don't think this has worked. He's out. And then people will bring him in, like you're saying, and then he just doesn't start. That's the risk you've got with a new manager because you just, you don't know what they're happy going to be happy with. Yeah, that is a fair point. But, well, I guess my counter to that would literally just be is through, yeah, through leave a bit of leave a bit of change in the bank so you're not completely screwed. Um, and then if yeah, if he doesn't play, you can just swap him out, but he's 3.9, so it doesn't matter yeah. too much. And um, just sorry, before we move on to your team, Reese, just one more thing to note, which is I guess a slight risk for me. Um, both Mitrovic and Kane are currently on four bookings each, so one more booking, I believe, for either of them would mean a suspension. Um, so that is a potential red flag for people picking Mitrovic and Kane. Do we know when that ends? Um, I I don't know when that ends, actually. That's a good question. Um, a booking or a suspension? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it was that's throughout. That's throughout the whole season. So yeah, if you've I'm got sure. you can get your fifth on the last day, your suspension will carry over to the new season. Oh, okay. Fine. So yeah, so, yeah that, that's quite a big yeah, risk, actually. Yeah, especially with this time of year where quite a few fixtures will come thick and fast. Just yeah, bear that in mind. Yeah, definitely. Right, on to Reese's team now and let's take over Reese. 
Cool. Yeah. So as I've had a miserable few weeks in terms of my fantasy, I thought I'd try and match you two as much as possible to not lose any more ground. And also consider a range of factors, you know, such as, you know, players that are going to be fresh for not having gone to a World Cup and players that have found a bit of form uh, during the World Cup and, and sort of just in the aftermath of it. So Ward in goal, I think Leicester have turned a corner a little bit and I think they'll continue to be quite consistent now. So I put him and Everson as my backup keeper just in terms of cost saving and whoever plays, plays there and then. I've stuck with Trippier at the back, uh, Cancelo at the back, and I think that's just an easy, consistent pick for assists and getting forward and maybe even the odd goal from a set piece. Um, but I've then also gone for uh, Martinez at the back for United. Um, I think he's been outstanding and doesn't seem to score many goals, but he seems to get man of the match performances at the very least. So for me, I think he makes sense to just keep him in there, especially with Forrest at home. Um, and I've gone for uh, Max Kilman as sort of a backup keeper. I mean, I've got I've got Williams in there, but he's just not going to play. So uh, Max Kilman, um, as mentioned earlier, I've gone for the idea of Lopetegui perhaps being quite he's quite defensively minded, defensively more organised. So I thought he would be a good addition to a team, especially when they're playing against maybe those that aren't prolific scorers such as an Everton. So I might even do a chop and change um, ahead of that game. Um, in terms of the midfield, I know we've touched upon quite a few of these players already, such as Rashford and Salah. Um, but I'll emphasize, yeah, you know, with Rashford's World Cup form and, you know, form in the League Cup in the week, he seems like a sound bet. Uh, Salah, again, not been to a World Cup, so he should be fresh and hopefully he's ready. And I've also gone for Mount and Almiron. Um, they seem Almiron seems still seems to be a bit of a left field pick because no one knows if his goal scoring form is going to continue. But I think he's worth keeping in because he's it probably is. So even if he doesn't score at Leicester away, you know there's plenty of opportunities for him to make up for that. Um, so I think he was quite sensible. But Pascal Gross um, at Brighton isn't a bad option, especially in McAllister's absence until the new year. So it's just worth bearing those sorts of things in mind. Mason Mount, I agree with Jordan. He seems to be involved in Chelsea's attack and um, or at least some form of creative play. So, you know, if he doesn't get a goal, he's likely to get an assist. And Chelsea are a team capable of beating Bournemouth, you know, 6-7-0 if they really turned up that day. Um, so he's bound to be involved in some capacity. And the front three, um, pretty self-explanatory, really. Haaland and Mitrovic, I don't really think any more needs to be said. I think they're both proven goal scorers. And Mitrovic away to Palace. Palace don't exactly keep clean sheets themselves. You know, they could. He could cause them a bit of trouble there and, and even win, even if it's from, from a penalty. Darwin had a bit of a horror show, I think, against... Well, it wasn't great in the World Cup. It wasn't really great against City. So I'm a little bit sceptical here, but I would like to think a team like Aston Villa would give them a chance to at least score something. But I don't know if there's something a Unai Emery team can do is probably turn up against the big boys. So you might want to consider maybe uh, Watkins from Aston Villa in this case, or Danny Ings or someone along those lines. If you want, if you want a cheaper option. Uh, to be fair, I like that you've gone for a few left field picks. Like Darwin Nunes is a left field pick. Um, however, like you just said, the World Cup he wasn't very good. And then the chances he missed against City, 
are concerning because he could just he might as well make Timo Werner look world class at finishing. Um, that's the problem I'd possibly have. But if you're getting into them positions time and time again, you eventually should score. Um, if you don't, <laughs> then all all uh, hope is just lost. Um, yeah. Almiron is one I also agree with. He's someone I might take McAllister out for. But I didn't want to be too reliant on Newcastle just in case the momentum had stopped with the World Cup coming in the way. How much is um, Almiron? Sorry, just to jump in. 5.8. Oh, a little bit higher than McAllister. Yeah. yeah. I do like that shout though, Reese. I must say. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a sensible pick. I think... I know they only sort of scrape past Bournemouth in the week, but you can't really look too much into that. I think I think a lot of it will go into this game against Leicester. You know, if they get beat heavily, you're going to look at this and think, okay, if they lost the momentum, but if they continue to win, he's going to be a key part of that. Um, so that was one of the reasons behind that. Um, but you're right as well, Jamie, about Darwin. He's, Darwin Nunes, if he gets into the space, he's probably going to score. Um and even though Unai Emery can upset the big boys, we also know that Unai Emery doesn't necessarily defend very well against a lot of teams um, across the sort of league. So I thought Aston Villa would be a team for him to actually turn his, you know, turn his previous performance around and, and show that he was actually, you know, he was he was right for the price tag. Just quickly before we before we wrap up, um, just on the Liverpool note, obviously you brought up the fixtures there, other than Chelsea which again, they're more than capable of scoring in that game. That's actually a very good fixture list. Is there any other players that you'd recommend? Obviously, Salah and Darwin in in attack. Diaz, I believe, still out injured. Firmino is fit and didn't play at the World Cup. He was Could injured Firm- for last night. So, yeah, he's not actually fit. Firmino was, sorry. Yeah. And his Jota's still out as well. So could there be value in, you know, Carvalho? Like, who's going to play up front for them? Well, Darwin will be the main man up front. You have Salah on the right. Then he... Pretty sure Carvalho scored yesterday. Yeah, he did score yesterday. He could be someone like that. But You'd favour him against probably teams, you know, like the Brentfords, the Brightons, etc. You'd probably fancy Carvalho to start and play and perhaps perform quite well. So he's probably a good shout. He does pop up with a goal. He has popped up with a few goals already. So he definitely has that in him and he will be a fairly cheap price point. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking of alternatives. Four. Yeah, I mean, that could be a one, a sub that will actually probably play. Yeah, but then you just got to worry about when does he get taken out? Yeah. And then moving him on to someone else. Good point. But I'm what, trying to think with Liverpool's fixtures, you really there's four players I'd consider. It'd be Trent, Robertson, Salah, and Darwin. I wouldn't really want to move to any of the others. <coughs> Sorry for my cough, by the way. Um yeah, it'd only be them four, in my opinion. Maybe even Alisson Becker. He comes up with quite a good few save points. But really, I think attacking-wise, it's Salah and Darwin. You can have either or or both, as Brees has done. But I wouldn't 
I probably would stay away and avoid the rest of the sort of midfield type players. Interesting. Okay, then, then just in the interest of time, I've got one question and um, sort of building what Jordan said there. And I, it requires just one word, one well, one one player. But of course, if you don't know, don't be embarrassed. If you think, so bearing in mind, let's look ahead this week and the next few weeks. Are there, is there one player that you would recommend perhaps transferring in who's perhaps not even in your team? Any player you think we should keep an eye out for? I'll, st- I'll stick with who I just said because it's, it's someone no one will have and I'll say Carvalho because I think he'll play Liverpool got good, good fixtures and no one will pick him. Yeah, Jamie? I'll say with the one I said earlier and I said Mares. I think he's going to be a left field pick and get a few goals and assists. I'm going to say if the deal gets done he's through on January 1st Kuna who's going to be joining Wolves likely from Atletico Madrid because he'll actually be the goal scorer Wolves need. I like that. Well, there you go. That wraps us up very nicely. Merry Christmas, everyone. Let us know in the comments if we've missed anyone. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.